Hi there. Before we get into this episode, we just wanted to send our regards to everybody out there. Appreciate this is very um, unprecedented times for everyone with the spread of the coronavirus. And we wanted to give our thanks to everybody who is out there in the front line and supporting their wider communities, be it in the medical profession, delivery drivers, couriers, uh, people working at supermarkets, stores, pharmacies, everyone out there risking their own life to serve the need of the wider communities. So on behalf of all of us who are out there, thank you. And to everybody else, we hope you're keeping safe and keeping sane. Um, hope you enjoy the episode of the podcast. Thank you. Ladies and gents, boys and girls and children of all ages, welcome to episode four of the Fumble Recovery Fantasy Football Podcast, where we'll be looking to run a mock draft, a 12-team mock, mock draft where we'll be looking to draft four rounds each. Um, I'm your host, Amir. With me, I have Paul. Good evening, chaps. Evening, Paul. I have Mo. How's it going? Doing well, Mo. And we have Chiggs. Hey, hey. Hey, Chiggs. And with us, we also have two friends uh, along who's gonna, who are going to help us with the draft. And essentially, we're gonna, there's going to be six of us, and we'll be drafting for two teams each. And we're trying to have different strategies for both of the teams that we're representing. So as we go along the mock draft, we'll just try to explain some of our thinking and the, the kind of strategy we're trying to adopt for team one and team two. So first of all, uh, we have Kush. Hi, Kush, would you Hi. like to just... Uh, Give us a bit of background on your fantasy football experience, uh, who you support, how you got into it, that sort of stuff. Uh, I've been playing fantasy football for about 10 years, I think it is, roughly. Uh, I support the Eagles. Uh, I know that's not going to go down with some people, go down well with some people. And I got into Dynasty because Amir persuaded me to do it. So it's on me. <laughs> yeah, it Thanks. is on me. Thanks a lot, Kush. And we and also just have... to mention, I came last in the first year, so Amir's fault. Well, as we discussed in, in one of our episodes, you if you're not going to win, you probably want to be last. So it's not a bad thing. Thanks for that, Kush. And we also have Byron. Uh, hi, Byron. Would you like to give a bit of background on your uh, fantasy experience? Evening, gents. Uh, I've been playing basically for the same time as Kush because we started up in the same leagues together. Uh, so about 10 years. And I'm a Browns fan and I'm the ever optimistic Browns fan for the most part. Uh, <laughs> uh and yeah, I got into Dynasty also because of Amir. He, he's he's conning all of us into joining his league so he can win them and uh, make us all look bad. Yeah, I'm sure that's how the story goes. <laughs> Thanks for joining us, gents. Uh, I'm, look, I'm really looking forward to this uh, mock draft and this episode. Right, so before we start the episode, just wanted to give a shout out to regular Gonzalez for the song Chains, which is our introduction music to the podcast. And uh, in continuing with the first few episodes, to Natasha, wife of Chiggs, for being a very supportive and gracious wife uh, who is letting Chiggs carry out this passion project in spite of being newlyweds. So thanks, thanks, Natasha, from all of us. Uh, so just to outline the scoring settings then, as we touched on previous uh, episodes, there are many ways you can go about it, but the scoring settings we're using, this is going to be a tight end premium 
where the reception points for tight ends is 1.5 points. Uh, there's single point PPR for wide receivers and 0.5 for running backs, but running backs will also get the bonus of 0.1 points per carry. So, so this is a setting that I've used in another league that we're all in, so it's one we're familiar with, and it gives us a reference point. But th- there are other ways to go about it, and there shouldn't be material differences in the points. Uh, so we're doing a four-round mock draft where, as I said, each of us has two teams where we're looking to represent a different strategy for each of the teams we're managing. We did use a randomizer, so it's not necessarily player one through to player six and then player one again. So we'll just announce which manager and which of their two teams it is drafting. Um, so with the 101, the randomizer picked Byron for team one. So Byron, how are you going? Yeah, not too bad. I mean, for me, this is a fairly straightforward position uh, uh, decision, regardless of the scoring format. Um, Christian McCaffrey, he's he's basically what Le'Veon Bell was a couple of years ago. He's basically a running back and a wide receiver combined into one. He's going to get touches every game, no matter who's quarterback and what the situation is in the game. Just a question on that, then. The fact that it's 0.5 PPR, and I know he catches a hell of a load of balls, did that sway you towards Mahomes or was CMC still sort of the, the one for you? No, nah, CMC is still the one just because of the volume, if nothing else. Sure. Very straightforward sort of um, response. CMC is a fantasy beast and probably will be for a few years, which is what you're looking for in Dynasty. Okay, so then Chig's team one uh, has the 102. Um, yep, so I took Patrick Mahomes with, my, uh, with the 102. It's a pretty straightforward pick again for me after McCaffrey went first overall. I still probably would have taken him, you know, if I was in the first pick, I'd have taken Mahomes as well. A couple of reasons, you know, as we've talked about in Superflex, the value of QBs, you know, Mahomes, I'm now going to plug in and leave him there, hopefully, until my dynasty, until he retires, basically. Um, Hopefully, we'll never need to draft, you know, another quarterback. Um, to sort of replace that value, and um, I don't, you know, I wasn't going to get a quarterback of any sort of any of the top tier quarterbacks in the, at the back end of round two, so I had to take my homes there. Sure, very sensible. Um, and my mindset was the same. So my team one was the one hundred and three, and I thought if I don't take a QB here, then I'm probably going to miss out on some of those sort of elite. Uh, QBs. So I went for Lamar Jackson. Um, now I know there's a lot of question over his throwing and um, how he performs under pressure with the playoff game. But I mean, anyone who had Lamar last season or even most of the season before, he's just such a fantasy beast. And plus, in, in this, we've got the 0.1 points per carry. So that all just helps to accumulate with the amount of rushing points. Uh, and he, he did start to show glimpses of being a competent passer as well so for me it was a fairly straightforward decision i know there's other options but no i went for lamar um at pick 103 so then on the 104 is paul with your team one how did you go paul i was a little disappointed to be miss out on both those two quarterbacks but i'm surprised they didn't go for one and two quite honestly you'll see for my next team my uh, my joy of picking quarterbacks in in super flex leagues but um, I decided I settled on Saquon Barkley. Really, he's he still stands. I think a decent 
a step ahead of anyone else that we could have taken at this point. But when you go through the list, you'll see there's not that many running backs and there are still quite a lot of wide receivers can be taken. In this format, you don't need lots of depth at each position. You only end up playing one one person in each position if you have to. So I kind of felt I could take him here and then almost not take any more running backs until right at the end of it and sort of backfill some of the other positions. Yep. Hard, he also hard feels to like dispute. he should have a... He, he should be a real workhorse this year. They've got a new quarterback-ish. Um, I know he's not new-new, but there's not the uh, consistency of, of uh, roster they've had in the past. Sure. Uh, hard to dispute Barkley going at the 104. Um, so, Kush, Team 1 is up next. How did you go, Kush? Uh, I took Michael Thomas. I mean, ultimately, he was the best wide receiver last year uh, by quite a way. And he's young, so he's got a long way to go. And it's good to have wide receivers for long term, so you don't need to worry about drafting them in the rookie draft. So, so you do very much see Michael Thomas as the wide receiver one for Dynasty. Was that your thinking here then? Yeah, uh, I know Drew Brees is probably going to be gone in the next year or two, but I expect him to have a backup plan in place by then. Sure. Okay. And then over to Mo, uh, who's the last of Team Ones. How did you go, Mo? Well, I'm actually going with the best wide receiver in the game right now. Good old Nuke Hopkins right there. Um, plus, uh, create some trade value with some players that I, some some other teammates I have here on this in this league here, specifically Chigs. But, um, oh, I mean, you, you can't argue with Nuke being the best wide receiver in the NFL at the moment. Yes, he's changed. He's moved to the Arizona Cardinals. However, I mean, that's an air raid offense. I think it works to his favor. Um, Kyle Murray needs a number one wide receiver, and I think Nuke's going to be his guy. So I have to correct something you said. You said it can't be argued. I think it very much can be argued. <laughs> and I'm of the I'm of the mindset of push. I'd personally take Thomas, but uh, I can't blame anyone who takes Hopkins. Well, either. I, I'm, I'm speaking on based on pure talent. For dynasty points, yes, I would probably say Thomas is a little bit more consistent. Based on the NFL, just pure talent wide receiver. I don't know if I, I don't know if you can say new is if there's anyone better than Nuke out there. Oh, no, you've also got to hope that Kyler Murray and Hopkins actually get a rapport, don't you? Yeah, I think they're both talented enough to to make that work. But I think I think it's an interesting observation from a, from a dynasty startup. You know, Michael Thomas um, age versus Hopkins. You know, um, Thomas has been in the league I think, three years, three four years. Yeah. Um, so then they're both twenty seven, same age. Oh, interesting. Mm-hmm. So at at the one oh seven then was me with my team two and having seen the run on the two arguably two best receivers in Thomas and Hopkins, I thought I'm gonna get the la- last of the sort of top three running backs. I went Zeke here. Uh, appreciate it's point five PPR, but I think Zeke's just gonna be a fantasy monster. Cowboys are committed to him uh, contractually and on the cap. So uh, appreciate that lifespan can be shorter for those running backs, but I, I'd expect here to get at least sort of three to four years of solid, solid production. So yeah, Zeke was the pick at 107. Uh, next up was Chiggs, team two. Uh, yep, so I took Devontae Adams um, for this pick. It was. Um, I know he didn't have a, a great season last year. Um, a lot of it injury related, but you know, still Aaron Rodgers' number one target. Still scores a ton of points. You know, you want to be taking wide receivers in a dynasty format just for their longevity. 
Um, yeah, I think Devontae has had a, you know, a good season again. I think once he came back from his injury, I think his points per game were you know, put him as a wide receiver one. Yep, understood. Uh, all fairly straightforward picks here, hard to debate. Uh, next up at the 109 then was Mo with Team 2. How did you go here, Mo? Well, since uh, I would say the top tier wide receivers were out, um, I kind of jumped into the running back pool again. I think as Paul mentioned earlier, you know, there, there aren't many top tier running backs out there. And I went with good old Nick Chubb. I think uh, with Kitchen's gone, uh, you know, an upgrade on the offensive line, I, I think he's going to be uh, he's going to be a beast this year. Was there much of a debate here for you between a Chubb or maybe a Cook or a Kamara, for example? Oh, uh, there was. Uh, I, I was not going to go Kamara. Um, I just, I don't. I, I think I think he took a step back last year. Um, Cook, he was. I was thinking Cook originally. However, I, I'm I'm kind of concerned with Diggs being shipped, moved away from from uh, the the Vikings there. Uh, I'm, just, I'm just not quite sure. I mean, I, there, that's still going to be a run-heavy offense. I, I think I just saw more upside with Nick Chubb. Plus, you have, you know, you know, you don't have, you don't have the injury concern as you do with Cook. Um, I think, I, honestly, I think they're both going to be great picks. But I think I was kind of leaning towards someone with more. Again, kind of went longevity-wise. I think Chubb will hold up longer in, uh, will hold up better in the long run compared to Cook. Uh, maybe you know, when, when thinking three, four years down the road. Sure. Uh, the only reason I asked is we did touch on last episode about sort of how crowded that um, core is now of fantasy players um, at Cleveland. But I guess the one player you wouldn't be worried about the production is Chubb, maybe his receivers, as we find out later on here. Uh, so at the one at 10, then, was Byron's team too. How did you go here, Byron? Um, for me, considering the scoring system there was still one clear-cut player above the next level down in my mind, and that was Travis Kelsey, which may come as a bit of a surprise, but bear with me here. He's an, it's, it's, it's a tight end premium. The guy's caught an average of 100, 100 receptions each for the last two years. So you're getting 100 receptions from your tight end in a, in a scoring format where the tight end's boosted on a guy who's been the number one fancy tight end for the last four years. I don't see that dropping off for the next two to three years. And then for, for a kicker, throwing the fact that Sammy Watkins probably isn't going to be there, so there's probably going to be more target share for him than there has in the last couple of years anyway. So I suppose the question I'd have is, given the age, did you consider Kittle here, or is Kelsey still your sort of number one with a bullet? I think he's still number one simply because it's not, if it was the case of where, you know, Kittle's been just a few receptions behind or a few points behind, I'd understand the age thing a lot more, but we're talking kind of 20 receptions a season and all the extra yards that he get to come along with it. We saw at times last year when that run game has been dominant for San Francisco at times, Kittle's fancy scores on those weeks does go missing sometimes. And you just don't really seem to see that with Kelsey. Sure. No, it's a fair point. Kush, do you have any views on that, on the Kelsey pick? Uh, I probably would have gone for Kittle. I think that the reception difference was only five receptions this year. And I do think Kelsey had a few missing weeks last year as well. Mahomes in, uh, when Mahomes was throwing and when Matt Moore, was it, was throwing? That's right. It'd be an interesting one. Um, 
as we discussed, I, I did actually trade away Kelsey to Byron uh, last year <laughs> in one of our leagues. So there, there may be some bias with this pick, I must admit. But uh... <laughs> I think yeah, I think uh, you're right though. He, he still should be tight end one. Um, yeah. In scoring, it's just you know whether you take the the youth in in Kittle, but you know. he's definitely a top two tight end. I mean, either Kelsey Kittle, I think you're getting the same regardless, just age is a difference. Mm. I think if if this was redraft, Kelsey's a much more obvious number one pick. Agreed. When you do dynasty, it does change that fairly substantially, in my opinion. Well, I mean, I understand that, but he's th- he's thirty years old at the moment. He turns thirty one halfway through the season. That makes him what two, three years older than Michael Thomas and DeAndre Hopkins. Who, again, we're not really talking about age as an issue with them. I appreciate you hit thirty; it's a bit different, but he hasn't lost a step yet. I think it's a bit different in position as well, though. I mean, you're right; he hasn't, but you get a lot heavier and a lot more hits at tight end. You know, you're I mean, consistently if, if, getting battered. If I see somebody drafting Kelsey early uh, or as early as this. I'm thinking this is somebody who's trying to win now. So it'd be interesting to see how the rest of the team shapes up and if that sort of follows, you know, with the plan to sort of win now. But that would be my immediate reaction. Um, but, uh, yeah, no, uh, thanks I, for I, that, Byron. I think I think also just should mention, you know, this is something I believe in anyway and when I'm starting a startup. I think all teams should be in a win-now mode. I, I don't think anyone should ever go into a draft thinking, you know, I'm going to start building for three, four years down the line. Okay, you can make certain picks to help yourself in that regard, but I think you should always be making picks with a view to sort of competing. And then obviously as the season develops, then you maybe change your strategy. Yeah, I I agree with that. You should always try and win. Uh, Okay, so we'll move on to pick 11 then. And Kush, team two, how did you go here? So Byron mentioned before that he thought that Kelsey was the last person in the tier before there was a drop-off. I think Dalvin Cook is part of that tier as well. I mean, Dalvin Cook, yes, he was injured for a couple of games last year, but he was still a top-five running back, I think. And uh, in terms of the argument, Chubb versus Cook, Chubb's got Kareem Hunt for the whole year. Cook is literally only running back in that backfield. I know Madison gets the odd touch here and there, but I do think is a better option than Chubb. Yeah, and uh, we touched on it at, at Mo's pick a couple of picks ago, whether he seriously considered Cook over Chubb. But uh, I, I could see the argument for both sides. Um, I think I agree with you. I think he's in that top, you know, tier, tier one, sort of tier 1.5 of players in a startup. So uh, it's hard to dispute that. Very interesting one here then. So Paul sort of rounds up the last pick and the first pick of the next round. So how did you go, Paul? And would you like to talk us through? So a slight spoiler alert, but I've taken quarterbacks in the next two picks. (laughs) And I think when you look at the difference between a super flex compared to a normal game and the outscoring of quarterbacks compared to other players, there's a real slim amount of quarterbacks. There's every team should be playing two quarterbacks ideally each week we need 24 straight away it there is a, is a deficit of bye weeks or any other any other points where you don't have enough there aren't enough players to fill everyone's rosters you also have the benefit of um longevity you have a good quarterback they last for a long time a good running back you've got a couple of seasons out of the best um so for the first pick i took Deshaun, who i do think is a better of the two and my second pick i took russell wilson 
they both score all across the field. They both run. They both can pass, um, and they're both young enough to have some some like well, you know a decent career in front of them, a long career in front of them. In fact, are you not worried about obviously Deshaun Watson losing Hopkins? Yes, that is that is a concern. But he scores a lot of his points on his feet as well. And yeah, it will. That will. That does hurt him. It did. It did worry me a bit. But if you look at who's the next, who's the next quarterback we can take? Kyler Murray. Uh-huh. You know, Baker Mayfield. They they drop off quite quickly for quality around them, um, in my opinion. And I think there's just. I think there'll just be a shortage of them. Yeah, and having played with you in a few dynasty leagues, we know, especially Superflex, we know how much you value the QB. So. If if you were mirroring one of your two teams, this would probably be it, I suppose. With well, the... I tried to do them both differently, actually. Both take both teams with a sort of slightly different strategy. So this one is more, it, certainly in this position. I don't really like the early pick, the pick four I had before, because I can't get a quarterback. You know, one one two or three, I like. I'll be taking a quarterback. If it's at this point, or you know, even even one pick earlier, I'd have gone quarterback. But I quite like these 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 areas in um, Superflex. If you if all those middle sections, you can't justify reaching for a quarterback, but you know you've definitely missed the two that you want to take early. Paul, in a real life situation, who would you have taken instead of Barkley then? In this, in this, I'd, I know I'd have taken Barkley now. I would I would rather have been. I would no, with your first pick. I'd significantly rather be picks, um, you know, one, two, or three. I'd I'd like to have one of those first three picks. Happy to take Barkley here. I just don't really want a running back here. I really want to be getting um, in the first round. I really want to get a quarterback. Yeah, well, appreciate the explanation. Uh, that makes sense. And with Deshaun Watson and Russell Wilson, you've got fairly durable quarterbacks and players who should be around for a while. So when we're thinking dynasty, unless you trade them, you've got you've got them on your roster for a considerable time. So. Well, they were the third and fourth highest scoring quarterbacks. I mean, depending on on um, point systems, but just taking a regular NFL, they were um, three and four last year. Yeah, and they're young. And okay, Deshaun has probably is a bit more risky now, but they were fairly consistent. It's funny, right? Because Russell Wilson gets um, is very efficient. I think with his passing, you know, he doesn't have a lot of attempts. You look at some of the other guys who throw a lot more, like Carson Wentz, Completely, yeah. Matt Ryan, throw a lot more volume of passes. But you know, Russell Wilson still finishes the QB three last he year. Just over four thousand yards last year, which is nothing. Yeah, but he throws a lot of touchdowns. He's got a good rushing ability as well. You know, he's fantastic quarterbacks. You know, he still gets it done. Well, he gets so much with his legs. You know, and you don't need that many for fantasy. You don't need that many passing yards. When when you're running too, if you're, you're handing off all the time, sure that doesn't help. But you look at the top few. Dad, don't worry, don't worry about Deshaun Watson there, Paul. Um, I, I have faith in Bill O'Brien. He's going to trade away future picks and uh, get another wide receiver there. You know, maybe like someone I don't even know what quality. Maybe DJ Moore from the Panthers. I have no idea. You, you joke, but in all seriousness, Bill oh, O'Brien. Yeah. No, no, but Bill, with the with the Bill O'Brien thing. He's only got what two years left on his rookie deal. Do you, Sean, yeah, yeah. Do you see him sticking around and signing an extension if Bill O'Brien's there? Yeah, no. I, I actually like this pick long better in the long run than I do in the <laughs> short run. Yeah, Bill O'Brien doesn't perform this year. He's got next year, right? 
Yeah, it, it, well, yeah Sean will get paid well, regardless. Okay, so next back round then to Kush team two. So who are you following up after Dalvin Cook with then okay, Kush? So in my first year of Dynasty, I learned the hard way to pick it to the, about quarterbacks. I didn't pick my first quarterback until round five, I think it was. And I ended up with Winston Rivers last year. And I'm sure you all know how that ended. So I took Kyler Murray this time. Uh, he was a top 10 quarterback this year. And I, sorry, last year. And I expect him to take a step up, especially with DeAndre Hopkins as his receiver now. Not to mention, he was also rushed for a lot of yards as well. So I fully expect him to be a top three quarterback next year. Yeah, I, I mean, I think we've talked about it in previous episode when we sort of were talking about Deshaun Watson and Kyler Murray's sort of trajectories right after the the nuke trade and the David Johnson. Personally, you know, I, I, I personally would also be taking Kyler Murray ahead of Deshaun Watson, just I think what he showed in year one. And now better weapons as well, second year, uh, for both him and Kingsbury in the offense. Yes, yeah, good pick there. Yeah. Oh, sorry, glad he dropped me after pause two quarterbacks. <laughs> well, yeah, the, the thing is, you know, with this team, there would have been another, what, uh, 20 picks or something until it comes back round. So um, you, you could have seen a run of five or six QBs go in that time. Uh, it's hard to predict what teams are going to do. Um, so Byron, back round to your team too. First pick was Travis Kelsey. Who have you gone for next pick? Yeah, um, to be honest, they, I was hoping a quarterback would fall to me. Obviously, picking Kelsey first with only four picks till my next one. I was hoping there'd be at least one of the three quarterbacks I'd like <laughs> at this point. Not to be, so you've got to react in these situations. And I did notice Alvin Kamara still on the board. So, uh, to me, he was the guy to pick. I accept he had a bit of a down year last year. But I think with Drew Brees back for the full year... And even in the future, if Taysom Hill is going to be their quarterback, which, you know, a lot of people seem to think that is the way they're going to go, they're going to need to use the running back a load in the future anyway. And, and I don't see Alvin Kamara going anywhere. Yeah, I, I really like Kamara for fantasy. I think he's going to have a rebound year. Um, and he, he just catches so many passes as well. He's a safety net for Drew Brees. So I, I think Kamara and people forget that Breeze was out for a while last year and Teddy Bridgewater stepped in and didn't lean on Kamara as much. And then Kamara had his own injury in Eagles. But yeah, I, I really like Kamara for fantasy. I think so. also his um his touchdowns were way down last year. I think he only had six touchdowns compared to I think it was about sixteen or seventeen the year before. So you'd expect some kind of regression there as well. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. So background to Mo then at the two oh four. So your first pick was Nick Chubb. How are you going this time, Mo? Uh well, this was a tough one. Um, I was kind of debating between um, picking the best tight end available. I mean, the best wide receiver available at the point at this time, or the tight end. And I think just again, this league being a, a favorable to tight ends, I I kind of went with uh, Kittle. I mean, kind of I was originally torn between Tyree Kill or Kittle, and I, I kind of went with Kittle. It kind of uh. Um, it go, it, I think again. I mean, I think we already discussed Kittle, honestly, and he, I think he's got longevity. He's a solid tight end. He's young, and he's just a beast. I mean, he's just a pure beast. He's a WWE fan. You, you must love that, Amir. Yeah, Kittle's a great character, but also a great, great fantasy player. Um, so I, I'm actually kind of surprised that he's lasted this long. But then again, we did see a run of QBs. So for me, no disputing over Kittle. I don't know if anybody else has. Any thoughts around the Kittle pick here? 
I mean, I was hoping uh, Mo took the best wide receiver available because I was really hoping Kittle fell to me with the next pick. Um, so that was a bit of a shame. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, absolutely love, love the pick. He's, you know, tight and premium. Kelsey and Kittle are the, the clear-cut top two guys. Yeah, so 205 then. So, Chiggs, who are you following up with after Devontae Adams? So, so you... QBs are kind of the top tier QBs are off the boards and the top two tight ends. So want a bit of balance to my team. So I've taken Joe Mixon, who I think is the best running back available. Um, you know, he had a good good season last year in um, you know in the new offense there. I think you know they're on an upward trajectory. In, um, first pick overall, Joe Burrow probably likely going there. So I see sort of more upside in that offense for him. So, you know, he catches the ball as well. So I think yeah, I think I think Joe Mixon probably should have another good season and hopefully will sort of justify that pick. They got their number one pick uh lineman from last year coming back too, right? That's right. He was yeah. injured all season. Yeah, Mixon's got a a lot in the tank, I think, still and uh they said for Dynasty should give you a few years of solid production. So hard to sort of argue with that one. I had a bit of a dilemma here with my team too. So I picked Zeke first pick. I've obviously seen a run of QBs going. So I'm thinking I want to get a, another running back or a wide receiver here. And I was a bit torn between Tyreek Hill, who I did take, or, or likes of Mike Evans or Chris Godwin. But in the end, I went for Tyreek simply because uh, he just comes from such a high power offense. Uh, Mahomes as you saw, can rely on him. I mean, we saw in the Super Bowl, third and 15, I think they were, and Tyreek came up trumps. And he's just such a danger uh, in fantasy. He's sort of player who can quite easily put up 40, 50-point weeks sometimes and just destroy uh, your opponent. So I did end up going for Tyreek. There's a bit of uncertainty with how Tampa Bay can look with Godwin and Evans. So that's why I ended up going with Tyreek here. So I've got Zeke and Tyreek. Two questionable characters potentially off the field. Uh, <laughs> let's hope that doesn't... Uh, Wait till you see the rest of his team. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, sort of carry on uh, with that trend. Okay, so back to Mo Team 1. You pick Nuke first up. Who are you adding to Nuke? Well, I got a solid wide receiver, so looking for a solid running back here. Um one with Josh Jacobs. I think uh, I think there aren't many bell cows, bell cow running backs in the league, and I I don't think anyone's going to challenge him for the position there in Oakland, or shoot Las Vegas, um, but the Raiders. And um, I mean, again, that's a young team. Uh, he's a young player, second year. Um, I think he was, I believe he was probably one of the best running uh, rookie running backs last year. I, I think he's got a lot of upside, and I think Gruden's going to do well with that team, especially on the offensive side. So, yeah, my worry with Josh Jacobs is in a PPR format. And again, I know it's highly half PPR in, in this league, but he doesn't have that same volume of catching ability as, you know, some of the other guys like Miles Sanders, you're talking about rookie running backs. I think he offers a bit more catching ability. Um, I, I would agree with you. Um, here, I was just kind of looking for someone that I, basically I wanted a running back that would remain on the field for you know, all three downs. Mm -hmm. And I mean, that's something, that's something that he probably does need to develop and he may. Um, 
and you know, I, th- I think I think you kind of compare him a little bit to Dalvin Cook. I don't think he had that catching ability the first year, and you saw the jump he made uh, second and third year there. And I, I think he's he's a play- again, Josh is young. I think he's a young player they can develop. And really, I just want a running back that can stay on the field all three downs. I think Jalen Samuel signed a new contract as well, two years. So you might not be getting that third down this year. Oh, he's 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 all right. He's he just a he's just more of a gadget play guy. Jalen Jalen Richard, right? Yeah. I was thinking Jalen. Yeah. That's... <laughs> Fine. Cool. No, that makes sense. And the thing with RBs we've discussed before, there is a position scarcity. So if you can get your hands on one of the elite ones early, then uh, definitely value in doing that. Uh, so back on to Kush then. Uh, you started with Michael Thomas. Who's your next pick, Kush? So I went for Chris Godwin, uh, best player available on the board, in my opinion. Normally, I wouldn't like going for two wide receivers, but I just couldn't pass up Godwin. And with Brady as quarterback this year, I think he's going to get even more targets than he got last year. Yeah, I, I touched on it last episode. I, I own Godwin in a dynasty league we're in, and I was delighted when they got Brady. I think if he plays out of the slot, um, which I think he will for a lot of, lot of the season, then uh, I think he could be a fantasy monster. But uh, yeah, so Thomas and Godwin, I mean, that's a scary looking wide receiver. Mm. It also means that hopefully I won't need to draft any rookie wide receivers for a few years and I can concentrate on the running backs and the quarterbacks. Yeah, that's, it's good good strategy there. Um, do, you guys, do you guys have any concern with that, though? Like just how many receivers Brady has or how many options Brady has to throw to? I mean, you have Godwin, Evans, Brait, and, um, oh, yeah, and uh, Howard. Howard. Yeah, you say that, but if you look at last year, Godwin finished as the wide receiver two, and Mike Evans finished as wide receiver, I think, 15. You know, the... They didn't have Brady throwing. Yeah. But... They still got no run game as well. I also feel that Evans might take a bit of a hit this year because Brady doesn't really throw downfield, does he? I think that's a bit of a misconception. I mean, to be fair to him, in the last couple of years, who's he had downfield to throw <laughs> The legend that Philip Dorsett. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, but someone like Mike Evans is just so talented um, that you've mm-hmm. got to trust the talent sometimes. Uh, I don't want to give spoilers, but uh, Paul, you started with <laughs> Quan Barkley at the 104. So who are you going with here at the 209? Well, we have had a slight spoiler there. So I took Mike Evans with my next pick. And I, I would have been happier with Godwin as well. Um for, uh, for purely for the whole for, for, for the whole um Brady doesn't Brady doesn't throw downfield as much as you know, as much as others but I agree it's just he's he's got too much talent to pass on they've got no run game and yeah they're gonna have three receivers really but I still think he uh I feel still think he brings some big scores here sure makes sense uh so it's back around on to me then I started with Lamar Jackson in my team one. I've I've gone Mark Andrews and and I absolutely love that stack uh, the Jackson Andrews stack. You've got a quarterback who gets a lot of points. You've got his favorite target in Andrews. I actually own Andrews in uh, a league I'm in, but I've also had the Jackson Andrews stack in teams I own and against me. Um, I think many of us in the same keeper league uh, where the manager won said had the Jackson and Andrews stack, and it was lethal. He ended up winning the league. So. With with the run on receivers with Evans, Godwin, and Tyreek going, I thought I'm going to go for that stack, and it's one of these that on on a given week could just destroy teams if um, 
And we saw the Ravens last year put up over 40, 45 points on numerous occasions. I'm sure Byron didn't enjoy seeing that as a Browns fan, but you know it is what it is. And it is what it is, isn't it? And and to be fair, it's it's a great stack. Lamar Jackson has certain questions at times in terms of throwing to wide receivers, but as you say, Andrews is a tight end. It's his favourite target, and the volume's there. Yeah, so it, it was an easy decision for me, especially after seeing some of those running backs and receivers going. Um, I, I personally have Andrews as my tight end too in Dynasty. Uh, I know the argument we had around Kelsey. It's just, I think, for longevity, I have him after Kittle, but it, it's up for debate and very uh, debatable as, we, as, we have, <laughs> as we've done so far. I so, a question uh, for you. Question for you. Are you worried about Mark Andrews' receptions? Because he was like 20, 30 receptions down from the others around him. Do you mean as the tight end? Um, no, not necessarily, because I, I, I also like how much he was used in the red zone. It could be because Ravens didn't really have those sort of big-bodied receivers like a New Hopkins or an Adams, but he was targeted heavily. Um, and Lamar seemed to find him even when he was double-teamed. So appreciate you might not be uh, might not have as many receptions as a Kelsey or a Kittle, but... I do think that's a special sort of relationship that Jackson and Andrews have. So and he scores more touchdowns, right? He scored. I think he was a touchdown leader for all tight yeah, ends. Touchdowns. Yeah, he got a lot of touchdowns, and he's young. You know, he's still on his rookie contract. So um, I, I think there's a very bright future ahead of Andrews. And I said in my personal rankings, he is my tight end two for dynasty. But uh, we could debate that for hours amongst us. Uh, so back round to Chiggs then at the 211. You picked Mahomes at the 102. How are you going here? So it seems a bit of a theme with the tight end taking uh, one spot ahead of where I'm drafting. So I was, I was eyeing up Mark Andrews here. So I was a little bit uh, gutted. You, you sort of stacked him with Lamar Jackson there. So I went with Amari Cooper. Um, <laughs> You know, looking for a, a still a quality wide receiver, wide receiver one, um, hundred million dollar man. So you know he's he's getting paid there in Dallas, so they think a lot of him. He um, finishes the wide receiver ten, I think it was last year. You know, so he's got a good relationship with, with Dak. Um, that offense looks good, well balanced. You know, so I'm expecting you know good things again for Amari Cooper going forward. You know, he's still young. So, you know, locking up that sort of position, wide receiver. So, Holmes and Cooper, I'm pretty comfortable with that as my first two picks. Yeah, I think I made my views clear on Cooper and how he's burnt me in the past. But it's also hard to dispute that he was a great fantasy asset last year. Um, Right, so back then, we're at the end of round two and start of round three. So, Byron started with Christian McCaffrey. How have you followed up here, Byron, uh, with your next two picks? Yeah, I've, I was kind of looking at the draft board and looking at who could have been taken earlier or value at that point. And uh, there wasn't any quarterback that I felt like, re- which in my mind would have been a reach at this point. So uh, at the end of round two, I took Juju Smith-Schuster. Um, again, a bit like Kamara with my other team earlier, except he had a down year, but I think we can all safely say it was a bit of a weird season for Pittsburgh anyway. Um, and he's so young. I mean, he's younger than some of the guys who are getting drafted this year. I think that's how young he is. So uh, 
to be the number one for Big Ben, I think there's got to be value for him in the long term as well as the short. Yeah, Juju could prove to be a great value. I think last year he was going a top six, seven pick, or you know, definitely a top ten, even in superflex leagues. Um, so you could see his values dropped a bit. Uh, but yeah, with Big Ben coming back, I, I can see why you've taken that. And then start of round three, how have you gone, Byron? I have gone for Derek Henry. Uh, I think again, he's the last one of that kind of really high scoring runner back, high scoring running backs that are there. Um, we all seen what he can do in a four week span at the end of a season. Uh, <laughs> we've all seen what he can do in a playoff game if his team has a lead. So, you know, if, if, if you've got a guy on your team who can potentially have 35 carries in a game, you don't always care if he doesn't get many receptions. Yeah. Especially with the 0.1, uh, PPC in the league as well. So, um, I mean, he was the rushing leader, scores a ton of touchdowns. It seems that that whole offense is built around Derrick Henry, so hard to dispute. Uh, so on to Chiggs then. You've gone Mahomes and Amari Cooper. What's yes, so I'm kind of taking a bit of a, a zero RB strategy with this team. See, So I've got Mahomes and Cooper there. And I've had a little bit of a reach probably. I think, you know, if we discuss this one, AJ Brown, I've taken with my third pick. Um, finishes the wide receiver 21 last year in his rookie season. Showed a lot of promise. Um, but you know, the thing for me was once Ryan Tannehill took over that offense in week seven, um, AJ Brown would have finished as the wide receiver seven on the season from week seven onwards. You know, so his end to this season was fantastic. You know, he was really hyped coming out of college. Um, love the play. I know he wasn't going to make it back to me in round four. So I had to, I had to sort of reach for him there. You know, and meant I had to pass up on guys like Julio Jones, um, DJ Moore. But you know, going with a young, young team, you know, Mari Cooper, AJ Brown, really happy with that sort of pairing for my sort of top two wide receivers. No, that's fair. Uh, so for the next pick then, having had the Jackson and Andrews stack, I did debate here as quite a lot as to who to take next. Um, so I did look at players like Aaron Jones, like Leonard Fournette. Um, I looked at the receivers who were around, but none of the receivers really uh, appealed to me as an early round three pick. So I've got Miles Sanders, and it's sort of keeping in, uh, continuing with the players that are still on their rookie contracts with Jackson and Andrews. I've gone for a young running back. I think with Jordan Howard leaving the Eagles, I just think he's going to get a ton of opportunity. Yes, they may draft somebody or bring in sort of a veteran, but I think Sanders is now that lead. Um, and I thought, you know, let's keep this team young and just get players who can be a dynasty asset for many, many years. Of course, you're an Eagles fan. What's your views on Sanders? as the running back um i like him i do expect us to pick up another running back whether it's through the draft or boston scott or a veteran just because the eagles have never been a one running back team but sanders also catches passes as well which helps so he's got that possibility to go higher than where you picked him yeah that's fair uh, so paul team one you've so far saquon and mike evans how have you gone next pick I've gone with another veteran here. I've taken Julio. 
and I was, I was really shocked Shiggs didn't take him two picks ago. <clears throat> he named half his teams after Julio. <laughs> so I was quite relieved on that. Um, and I, I was a little shocked by his pick, actually. But um, yeah, I took Julio. He's getting older, but he's still not old. He was the third most productive um, wide receiver last year. So to pick him up at this spot, I was pretty pleased. Good trade Wait. value there with Chiggs. Yeah, the always. <laughs> I mean, that that's the thing. is It was so hard to pass up on, on Julio with that pick. Uh, you know, he's, he's fantastic. You know, he's my favorite player. So, I had to double check. I had to, I had to take a double take when you took him. I was like, what? Yeah, and, and the only reason is from a, from a dynasty perspective, you know, AJ Brown's entering his second season. You know, Julio's coming towards the back end. Of, you know, he's still obviously got some, you know, some mileage left in the tank and, you know, I still fully expect him to be a top five wide receiver again this year. But I think just for that longevity, AJ Brown, you know, sh- just shaded it for me there. And you know he was he was third and only got six um, touchdowns this year. Yeah, he just he doesn't score touchdowns, but his receptions, yardage, you know, he's so consistent. So, Paul, here's a question then: When you're taking someone like a Julio in the third round, how many years are you expecting from him production-wise? When I'm when I'm doing any dynasty get any dynasty leagues, I'm never really trying to think of more than two or th- three years as a stretch. Because by the time you get for three years down the line, so you know, I don't think Barkley will still be what he is in three years' time. And he was my fourth, or yeah, he was my first pick, um, you know, fourth pick overall. So I think you get two years out of him, maybe three, where he's still at a, a high enough level to warrant a third round pick. Yeah, that that's fair. I have a similar outlook when I'm drafting for Dynasty, particularly uh, the older players. Um, I look at what's the three-year window um if you're not careful i think if you're not careful you end up you do end up drafting lots of young players who you think will be good who you know have got talent but don't quite have their chance yet and you never get a you know you you never get a chance to actually get your team together to let it give a chance to win yeah very 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 fair comment um as i think i can't disagree on julio being a stud player the uh, question is just how long can he produce for? Uh, but yeah. I, 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 I'm with you. I think we're looking at another two to three years before age sort of catches up. But, uh, you know, in those two years, that could be two championships. So exactly. <laughs> if you've got your name on the trophy twice, you're not complaining, right? Two more than so far. <laughs> Ever. <laughs> Brilliant. Uh, so, Kush, you've got two amazing wide receivers in Michael Thomas, Chris Godwin. How have you gone next pick? Okay, so I think it was obvious I was not going to go for another wide receiver. So I looked at the running backs, tight ends, quarterbacks. Now, all the quarterbacks bar one seemed a bit of a stretch for me, which we'll talk about later. Uh, But I thought I'd be able to get him later on. So I left him. Uh, The wide receivers seemed a big drop-off. Sorry, running backs seemed a big drop-off from what we'd already seen. (coughs) Tight ends. Tight ends were a big drop-off from what we'd already seen. So I went for Aaron Jones. Yeah, and we saw we saw under um, the Matt Floor system that Aaron Jones was heavily relied upon, and in many ways to the detriment of um, Aaron Rodgers. Uh, I mean, having seen Aaron Rodgers put up, you know, the QB one or two numbers, he had a bit of regression last year. Uh, I mean, the Packers did make the playoffs, but uh, Aaron Jones was heavily relied upon. So, understand the pick there. Are you are you concerned about? durability with Jones 
I think um, they've said that they don't want to use him 100% of the time. They want to mix him up with Jamal Williams. So I'm not that worried because he's still the red zone back. I mean, he was a top touchdown scorer last year with Derrick Henry. They both had 16 rushing touchdowns. So even though he might suffer a little bit on the yardage, uh, he's not being used as much as all the top-tier running backs, but the touchdowns make up for that. Yeah, no, I understand that pick. See, my uh, worry with Aaron Jones, you know, it's, I mean, it's good value getting him in the third round there, right? But his um, his week by week consistency, you know, there's a there's a number of weeks where you know he's he scores four or five points, and I know he has those sort of blow up weeks where he scores you know forty odd points as well. So it's just that that, that volatility on a week to week basis. I thought as I had Michael Thomas and Chris Godwin, I could take a bit of a risk on the volatile yeah. running back. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I like that thinking. You've got two generally consistent players and a game changer in Jones yeah. could yeah, nice. get two touchdowns and then or more on any given week. Uh, right, so back to Moe's team one. Uh, you started with Nuke and Josh Jacobs. What's your next move, sir? Uh, literally a Hail Mary here. I went with good old Baker Mayfield. Um, uh, I, I mean, I figure a blind scroll's got to find a receiver with everyone that he has there. You got OBJ, uh, Jarvis, you got now you got Hooper, and you still got Joku. I mean, you're gonna have Hunt coming out of the backfield and Chubb for that matter. And it's like, oh my god, you got to be able to pass the ball to somebody. So, base and he's there's only one court, you can only have one QB there. And I mean, I, based on based on the team itself, and now that they have a decent coach. Uh, you know, offensive mind coach. I think, I think he, I'm hoping he'll do good. The only thing I, th- I think we talked about this in the last podcast, I don't trust him. I, I don't think he's built. I think he lacks, lacks the mental fortitude, if anything, to succeed and the discipline to succeed as a QB. But if he can fix that, oh man, the, the, the you know, the weapons they're giving him, I mean, he, he has to be a fantasy beast. So, so having said last episode, you think he's going to crash and burn. It almost <laughs> yeah. sounds Almost sounds like you've listened to my opinion on Baker, and that's uh, in episode uh, two, and it sort of changed your tune. Is that what we're saying here? Then I mean, I mean, we're here to change people's minds. You may have, you may have succeeded there, Amir. You may have succeeded. <laughs> Mo, yeah. Baker Mayfield. So, why didn't you take Josh Allen or Dak Prescott over him? I don't like Josh Allen because uh, I, I, he still hasn't proven he can throw the ball. He's 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 more of a running back. He's more of a runner. I mean, look at all his points. It's on it's on the ground. Uh, he did. He didn't have. He didn't have. A, you know, a weapon like Diggs now. So I, I, I did kind of think about him, but I go, well, he's such a prove he can throw the ball. Um, and then you do deal with a lot of. Uh, uh, let's see. I mean, um, I was thinking cold weather wise, but I mean Baker's got that same same problem up north. Well, I was going to uh, say, has, has Baker proven he can throw the ball? Um, I think I think yes. year one, the end of year one, you know, you could. He, I, I would say I would say Baker Mayfield is a more uh, a, a more accurate thrower than Josh yeah. Allen. But this is when no one had tape on him. No, as the Browns fan, I've got to interject here. I'm sorry, I've got to. <laughs> hey, hey, come on, help me out here. Yeah, the big difference between year one and year two, ignoring coaching for a second, because Kitchens ended up being a disaster, I will admit, the line was a massive issue last year. PFF had our line rated the second best line in his rookie season and about the 23rd best offensive line year two. We had no one, no one at tackle. It's very hard to be a quarterback in this league when you have no tackles, which is basically what we had last year. And we gave up one of the best guards in the league to go get a defensive end who did nothing. We've signed Jack Conklin. 
We've signed a run-blocking tight end. We're building this offense around being a mixed offense. So I like Baker Mayfield more in real life than fantasy because we're going to have this weird system where someone is going to get a big game every week. The problem is I have no idea who it's going to be and it's going to change every week. So same as last year, basically. <laughs> what, we had, we had players who got bid weeks last year? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> landed mostly, wasn't it? No, uh, but... I think that's exactly it, right, um, Byron? You know, I think just that quality of weapons, it's, there will be big weeks. It's just predicting who it's going to be on a week-to-week basis. But, you know, I think as a Baker owner, you're hoping that it's all going to kind of come together this year and with those quality of options, he's going to score some big points. Yeah, yeah. I, I, and, and there will be weeks. It's just, as I say, <laughs> I don't know whether we're going to be run-heavy, pass-heavy on any given week. I think game script will dictate a lot of that as well. Um, you know, I mean, you did make some moves on defense, but uh, no, I, I I like Baker a lot. I actually think he represents great value in a super flex middle of the third as you've got him here. Uh, I just think with the, as I said, the inc- improvement on the O-line plus all the weapons he's got, yeah, you may not trust which weapon he's going to rely on, but as the QB owner, I think Baker's in for a good rebound season here. Uh, so having having... Back on me then at the 307, having taken two questionable characters in Zeke and Tyreek, <laughs> kind, kind of continue the trend here by taking Leonard Fournette, <laughs> a player who was famously uh, dropped from the playing playing squad for a couple of weeks, I think it was, by uh, Tom Coughlin. So with, with Fournette, uh, I saw last year, I had him in uh, a league and faced him many, many times. He surprisingly caught a lot of balls, and that's not something we generally associate with Fournette. But I think if you owned him in fantasy, where there was uh, points for receptions, you would have seen that Fournette actually got you a load of points. And yeah, the Jags look like they're potentially tanking and may not be great. But I think one thing that's not going to change, especially with Minshew uh, under center, is that it looks like Fournette will still be uh, the mainstay and the main focus of the uh, offense so i said middle of the third i thought fournette represented great value i wasn't really liking any of the uh wide receivers here i did consider taking josh allen potentially uh, as the qb but i thought no i'm going for those studs and thinking i'll probably target uh qbs and round six onwards that was sort of thinking for this team so i've gone zeke tyreek fournette who could all be suspended on the same week who knows but uh taking my chance here i think the thing with fournette i had had him in a few leagues last year and he started the season amazingly they cat yeah i think you're right catching the ball which we didn't see from him in previous years really added that to his game but i know there's a bit of a drop-off towards the end of the season i think when they got back from their bye um, his points per game really sort of dropped to the point where, you know, I wasn't able to rely on him going into the sort of fantasy playoffs and stuff. Now, as my only concern was, you know, with that inconsistent quarterback play, I think he lost a lot of that sort of scoring ability. So you're hoping really that Minshew kind of, kind of gets back on track um, in the offense. But you know, apart from that, very good value, I think, in the third round. But it is, a, it is a risky pick for me. Yeah, I understand the risk that comes with it. Uh, as I said, I, he's also one of these who could 
change uh, change the game on its head, you know, in any given mm. week. So I, I'm liking that start. I said, albeit uh, questionable personality traits, but uh, Zeke, Tyreek, and Fournette is how I've gone with Team 2. So, Jigs, on to your Team 2 then. You started with Devontae Adams and Joe Mixon. How have you gone next? Um, so I've taken Kenny Holiday. Um, again, one of my favourite players in the league. He um great young receiving option. I think he was the touchdown leader of all wide receivers last year. You know, didn't have Matt Stafford playing for a large part of the season as well and still put up, um, I think he was the wide receiver nine in PPR. So, you know, Devontae Adams, Joe Mix and Kenny Golladay. I'm going to, I'm going to wait on QB with all the quarterbacks gone. Um, so I've got two very good receivers and, uh, and a good running back. I think what's interesting is that the, our team twos are both sort of going zero QB. So good chance that we could snipe each other um, in subsequent rounds. I mean, I know we've only drafted four rounds here, but there's a good chance of us sort of sniping each other. Um, well, that's my team rounds. one as well. My team well, one's no QB as well. Well, the thing with it is, is you know, if you, obviously, if you don't get one of those kind of elite quarterbacks and we've seen, you know, five six quarterbacks go so far there's still a lot of options you know to take maybe you know there's kind of mid sort of you know qb2s you can fill you can backfill with qb2s later on i think the ability to sort of lock up good quality receiving and um running back options there yeah uh, and kenny Golladay has proven himself to be a great lead receiver um whoever the qb was you know whether it was david blau or matt stafford or whoever else they (laughs) put out there under center uh so back on to mo then team two you've started with nick chubb and george kittle how have you gone next um let's see we got a running back covered and a tight end covered just want to continue the trend on skill positions i think as you mentioned i didn't see any qbs i was really targeting and i think with this team i was kind of kind of uh, implementing the same strategy as you there, Amir, uh, you know, acquiring a QB you know, after five or six rounds. But uh, so I decided to go with the wide receiver here, and I went with Cortland Sutton. Um, he's, um, I, I think he's a young receiver who's going to he's gonna do great, especially with Drew Locke under center. Uh, he, you know, he showed signs of, you know, elite athlete, you know, being an elite athlete last year. Um, I, you know, I, I still would like to see more consistency, but I mean, I believe, what was he ranked last year? I want to say maybe thirtieth around there, thirtieth wide receiver. Yeah, he came. He came on really strong um, towards back end, and he did did build a great chemistry with uh, Drew Locke. Correct. And I mean, I would say his earlier than the earlier part of the season. I mean, who do you, who do you have throwing to him? You know, Super Bowl champion there. You know, show flat MVP, Super Bowl MVP, Joe Flacco. Oh yeah, Super Bowl. Oh yeah, MVP. Um, yeah. But uh, he actually right. finishes the wide receiver nineteen in PPR. Oh, 19. Okay, well, better than I thought. Um, I, I, I knew he started off slow just because of who he had throwing to him. But uh, at the end, he yeah, he was solid. He like you said, he had he he built a, he built a good rapport with Drew Locke, and I think Drew Locke, you know, being the second season, I'm hoping he makes a second year leap here. Yeah, and and guys, I think we should show some respect to the legend that is elite joe flacco super bowl winning mvp <laughs> Let, let's not disrespect the legend is he the is he still with the denver broncos i think no, we've released him <laughs> it was a big cap saving it was gonna happen um 
think it's very sensible. Okay, they, they, they uh, didn't back... cut him; he cut himself. <laughs> <laughs> right. So, Byron, uh, team two, you've started with Kelsey and Alvin Kamara. Have you gone next? So, as been mentioned a few times, there's a few quarterbacks going. Is it a reach? Is it not a reach? In my mind at this point, it wasn't a reach. And I went for Josh Allen. Uh, as it was already mentioned, there aren't necessarily a huge amount of passing yards there from him. On the plus side, Stefan Diggs has signed. That could help him. That could not. Wait and see. But the big thing for me is he's the goal line back. I know he's the QB, but he's the goal <laughs> line back. He's got 17, t- 17 touchdowns in two seasons. So... You know, when the guy is basically running it in all the time instead of the running back, then those touchdowns add points each week. Yeah, he's a, he's a fantasy beast, isn't he? Um, I think he represents fantastic value here as well. Um, oh, I love that pick. Yeah, hard hard to argue that one, to be honest. Um, so, Kush, you've gone uh, your team to you'd start with Dalvin Cook and Kyler Murray. Who's your next pick? So with this team, I was trying to go with variety. So I wasn't going to go for another running back or a quarterback. Uh, I went with DJ Moore. Uh, I think with Teddy Bridgewater in the center, DJ Moore's got potential to be the new Michael Thomas of the Panthers. Maybe not this year, but in the next two or three years while Bridgewater's got his contract. And Bridgewater was solid instead of Breeze when Breeze was injured. Were you not worried about the signing of Robbie Anderson then on, on the value of DJ Moore? I would be more worried about Curtis Samuel, to be honest. I think they need two good receivers. And Curtis Samuel always seemed a bit of an afterthought. Yeah, I think, there were, I mean, me included, a lot of people had high hopes for Samuel. But then the signing of Anderson probably uh, just put, give, you know, gives you reason to worry a little bit. But no, DJ Moore, great young receiver, been been putting up big plays and giving big games ever since year one, which isn't always the case with receivers. So I really like DJ Moore. So the thing uh, with DJ Moore is he only had four receiving touchdowns last year. So I fully expect that to go up, especially when the Panthers will be coming back from behind most of this season. <laughs> he's, he's very accurate there. I can't, I can't argue with his assessment. And we actually have a decent QB there behind center. I thought he was throwing an insult, but you seem to be in agreement there, Mo. Yeah, yeah, no, no, I kind of agree with him. We're, we're gonna, we have no defense right now. Okay, so we're, we're wrapping up round three and then on to our final round four. So, Paul, with your team two, you famously started with Deshaun Watson and Rus- Russell Wilson. How have you gone next couple of picks? Well, slightly thrown because I wanted to take Josh Allen with my this pick. I didn't expect him to go. <laughs> I was really trying to. And following that, I was going to take that. But I completely changed it when I realised he'd gone. Lost my lost my point, and I thought I'd better go running back. Um, it's Dak, a... hadn't, Dak hadn't gone at this point. Yeah. No, I know he hadn't. That's what was even worse about the fact that I didn't take two because <laughs> I was going to take two players that I got neither of. Right. But uh, yeah, I threw myself. Um, I took Melvin Gordon. It's a slightly risky, well, a very risky position where he is with Lindsay there as well. We already know they're going to split the um, split the work, but Gordon hasn't. You know, he's had a lot of time out. Um, he also has never had much of a line to be behind when he was at the Chargers. He he's been fairly consistent when he's played. Well, when he's been playing, and he's a you know I, he he catches and he's 
generally a goal line back, but it does worry me a little bit with Lindsay. Sure. And then how did you start with round four then? Well, I took another quarterback. <laughs> you can't you have did. enough quarterbacks. Um, I know Aaron Rodgers, they've, they've had a change of, they've had a change of system. He's getting older, but he's still Aaron Rodgers. And again, I like, I like taking as many quarterbacks as you can kind of justify here because everyone's going to want to play two. And at this point, only two people can play two. So I, I, I at the very least want to back up and I've got some trade value, I think, with people when as we get as we get later in the um, draft and also into the season where people realise they just don't have enough quarterbacks. Yeah, and it's interesting because um, I know we laughed that you've taken three quarterbacks in your first four picks, but we did also touch on three teams who started with no quarterbacks in my team two, Chig's team two, and then Mudit's team two. So are you effectively banking on being able to trade someone for a lot more value than who well, else you could have picked? By- Byron's first team as well. So Byron's first team doesn't have one. My first, yeah, my first team, team doesn't have one. Well. Uh, Cushy's first team doesn't have one. There's a, there's a lot that don't have um, quarterbacks at this point. So yeah, if I have them, I can use them. I don't means I don't have to play against them as well. And they yeah, you know, back still score the most points. You know, outside of the odd, uh, the odd skill position, they still score the most points every week. So your view was, I've missed out on Mahomes and Lamar, so I'm just going to take everyone, <laughs> all the other QBs. Uh, to be honest, no, I still would have t- at this point later on. I wouldn't have done it if I was. I wouldn't have done it if my first. You know, if I'm picking early in the draft, I would have taken one of the two. But um, when you're late on and you've lost the the really, the really sort of top tier <laughs> skill players. I think it's kind of worth it. You see which ones you get. It's see see how people pan out, and then trade for the ones that you know your your second tier um, quarterbacks. Trade them away. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, okay, uh, thanks for that, Paul. Uh, that rounds up your team too. You've gone to Sean Watson, Russell Wilson, Melvin Gordon, and Aaron Rodgers. So, Kush, how are you ending round four? You start with Dalvin Cook, Kyler, DJ Moore. So I mentioned earlier that I was going for variety with this team. But when I saw the second best quarterback from last year still there in the fourth round, I had to get him. And like Paul said, everyone would generally try to start two two quarterbacks. And half the teams in this draft don't even have one quarterback. So I just had to grab Prescott there. Yeah, I don't know what I was thinking, letting him taking taking a Rodgers, not Prescott. I think if he hadn't taken Prescott, I might have gone for Hunter Henry instead. Because like I said, I was going for variety. Make sure I had one good player at every position. But when Prescott fell there, you just can't let him go, considering his last season. Yeah, and I was really hoping he'd make it to my team too, but probably unlikely with uh, Mo and Chiggs before me. Okay, so thanks for that. Uh, Back to Byron then. You started with Kelsey, Kamara and Josh Allen. What was your next pick? So similarly to Kush's last team, uh, I wanted a bit of variety or flexibility with this team. So as much as I had a couple of people who I thought were studs in Kelsey and Kamara, uh, I wanted to have options later on in the draft, depending on how the draft goes. So I went with the 101 from the rookie draft. Yeah, and I should have explained actually at the start of this uh, segment that uh, in these drafts, the way we quite often operate is you can either draft a player or a rookie pick. So we'll have a separate rookie pick. So you've gone for the 101. Many people have 
a, a fixed view on what that 101 is and you, in a super flex you're thinking joe burrow but appreciate what you're saying here is that you've given yourself chance at flexibility and yeah because let's let's just say for the sake of argument in rounds five and six i get a couple of quarterbacks then i might want to go with a deandre swift or jonathan taylor in the rookie draft so it, it just gives me the option of depending how the rest of my draft goes i can have this 101 slot into my squads with whatever's a need at that point and there's great trade value there as well as we've seen in rookie uh, rookie drafts in the past yeah definitely okay uh, thanks for that, Byron. Uh, Mo, so who are you following up after Nick Chubb, Kittle and Cortland Sutton? Well, um, I think I was in the same mindset as you. I, was, uh, I thought maybe I would go for a QB if available just to kind of round off having having a wide receiver covered, a tight end covered, and a running back covered. However, Dak wasn't there. I didn't like who was available. Um, didn't really care for the wide receivers available at that point. Maybe Debo I was kind of thinking of. Um, running backs, uh, again, didn't really care too much, so I ended up just, you know, kind of, kind of doubling down on a tight end, another tight end, just as just, just, just because this league being, you know, a tight end premium type of league. So I went with Hunter Henry. Um, I think, uh, you know, that you know, Chargers did franchise tag him. He's uh, still a young running back, solid. You do have a little bit of injury concerns. Um, I do like, um, I do like Tyler Taylor throwing instead of, you know instead of a rivers is rivers is more of a, you know, a gunner there just kind of throwing the ball up and up and about uh, deep most of the time. Uh, and also, you know, if the Chargers do decide to go with the rookie uh, QB, you know, they usually always kind of lean on their tight end and stuff. So I think Hunter Henry is a solid, um, solid pick here. And you weren't thinking QB here, having not had one. Um, I know I, I did. I just, did, I just didn't care for who was available. Um, I think, uh, at this point in time, I, I figured I could just get someone decent later down the road. Uh, like again, probably sixth or seventh. If anyone I would have drafted Dak, um, I don't even think I would have drafted Aaron Rodgers. uh, more, more to do with his age. Uh, but yeah, re- really, I just didn't, I, I think I didn't really care for anyone that was available at this point in time. Sure. I can understand that. So Chig's rounding up then your round four. You've started with Devontae Adams, Mixon, and Kenny Golladay. Who did you pick here? So similar to, to my sort of thinking there, um, if Dak had been there, would have taken him, you know, had a quarterback. But I ended up going with Zach Ertz, tight end premium. You know, the guy's PPR machine. He finishes the tight end four last season. Now I know there's, a, there's some concerns about um, Dallas Goddard eating into his workload. It's getting on in age and stuff, but, you know, round four to get you know, an elite tight end. You know, I don't think there's many options um, in Philadelphia outside of Ertz and Goddard. The wide receiving core still kind of a bit of flux. So I think he's going to have a good season. So it's a you know, nice sort of quartet there and then I can sort of backfill my quarterbacks in round five and five and six if I need to or even a little bit later okay no it makes sense it said uh, those tight ends do have a position scarcity as well so I see what you've gone for there with that um so <laughs> with, with my team of um questionable characters <laughs> I've started with Zeke Tyreek and Fournette uh, I've gone for another angel here in Odell Beckham Jr. And and for me, the real toss-up was between OBJ or Carson Wentz. I thought, do I take my QB here or do I go for OBJ, who I think in round four just represents tremendous value 
Now, I appreciate I've been saying that the Browns sort of uh, receiving core is very crowded and that does jeopardize the position that OBJ is in. But this is a player who in startups last year was going, uh, even in Superflex, was generally going top seven, top eight. So to be able to get him in round four, I just think represents tremendous value. And if, if he can find a way to become Baker's favorite target, then with Zeke, Tyreek and Fournette, I just think I could have a, a, a real high scoring team here. But of course, a very risky team as well. So I, I went OBJ. I did consider Carson Wentz uh, not having had a QB. Um, but no, I went OBJ. I think in the fourth round there, it, it represents a sort of good value, as you say. Yeah, the upside is is phenomenal. Um, he was he was drafted like what top top five was, or six last year. He was, he was yeah. definitely been in the first round, yeah. Yeah, and high in the first round. Um, yeah, yeah, top five or six player off the board. And also, let's not forget that a lot of new receivers might take a year to acclimatize to the team. Landry was pretty poor in his first year with the Browns, and then last year he was the top receiver. So maybe this year OBJ might be better. Yeah. Certainly hoping for for my team too. <laughs> All right, okay. So last few picks then. Uh, Mo, your team won. You started with New Hopkins, Josh Jacobs, and Baker. Who's your next pick? Uh, this was my kind of well-balanced team. So only position I was missing was tight end. So I went with the best tight end available at, the po- at this point in time. Well, at least in my opinion, I think it would be Ingram. Um, again, just uh, I think as you mentioned, there, there just aren't many premium tight ends available for fantasy purposes so without ingram i think you got high upside he's still young got a new qb i think they'll lean on him more and i still don't believe anyone in new york has established to be their you know uh, the qb's top you know go-to wide receiver essentially and i think uh they'll they should lean lean on more heavily on on ingram are you not worried about his durability (laughs) I think I am. I think uh, I think that's my trend in round four. I think my second team, Hunter Henry, durability issues. Uh, this one, Ingram. Um, well, I think what my plan was, uh, to, uh, what I was thinking of doing is maybe down the road, and if, if I did get Ingram, I would say maybe later in 10th or 11th to 12th, oh, probably even further down, maybe 20, 20th round, I would probably get the back on tight end. Smith probably is yeah, what I would, I would probably just kind of cover myself on that. And I'd probably do the same with the Chargers, just kind of, you know, just kind of have a backup. And I think you you can get those players fairly late, so I'm, I wasn't too concerned with it. And I think Smith did uh, pretty well last year, filling in for him as a rookie as well, too. Yeah, I love the Ingram pick. I think uh, you know, young quarterback always needs a bit of a safety net. Now I know Saquon is just supremely talented, but uh, I I love the opportunity that I think Ingram's going to get. So hard to debate that pick much. But on the side of the Giants, too many mouths. I mean, what have you got? You got Slayton there. You got Engram there. Golden Tate, and I'm sure I'm missing Sterling Shepard. Sterling Shepard. Yeah. That's a lot. I, I, I still don't think there's a go-to receiver there. I don't. I don't. I don't. If if anyone, I mean Sterling Shepard, I don't. I don't think he's made that large leap. Tate's getting old, um, and I, I you don't you don't really have a red zone threat out of those. I mean Barkley most likely will run it in, or Jones for that matter may run it in. But I think Ingram. I think Ingram's going to be definitely their goal line uh, receiving option. And the thing is, we saw there were weeks where they didn't have any of those. They didn't have yeah. Ingram or Slayton or Golden Tate or uh, who else is Shepard. So I think <laughs> all of the receivers have 
durability questions over there. There's a stat that I heard that all four of those didn't play one game together last year. Oh, wow. wow. <laughs> it's quite telling. Maybe they need to invest in better physio department. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks for that, Mo. Um, right, Kush, uh, started with <laughs> Thomas Godwin and Aaron Jones. How have you ended round four? Right, so this was a bit of a panic, panic uh, pick. So I saw three tight ends go, and there isn't really much that I like after those. Uh, there's Waller, but he's very up and down. I fully expect the Raiders to pick up a wide receiver, which and Hunter Renfro as well is taking a lot of Waller's targets. There's also Austin Hooper, and I just think that was the worst move that he could have made to the Browns. So I went for another risky pick on the hope that Michael Thomas and Chris Godwin will carry me. I went for Noah Fant. As a, as a Broncos fan, I can tell you, I, <clears throat> I saw a real, real nice relationship building between Locke and Fant. And uh, not only that, there was a lot of yards after the catch with Fant. And bearing in mind he was a first-year player, I, I, I love this pick. And as you say, it's, it's a position of scarcity in fantasy. It, once Fant is gone, then it's very thin at uh, tight end, in my opinion. So I, I do like this pick. I suppose the question I'd have is not having a quarterback in a Superflex league in this team. Did you consider somebody like uh, Carson Wentz or a Jimmy Garoppolo, for example? As an Eagles fan, I just can't go for Wentz. It's just, <laughs> it just too risky. I thought I'd pick up a quarterback on the return. I mean, there's still people like Matt Ryan, Drew Brees, Matthew Stafford. I think I would have gone for the more safe quarterbacks who would have got me maybe solid scores on a weekly basis. And I probably also would have gone for another tight end in the next few rounds as well. So I could uh, also between the two. Okay. Thanks for it's that. In, it's interesting on the Noah Fan pick because I, I really like him. I've got him in um, in our other league as well. And I think, as you said, what he started to show towards the end of the season as well was really nice. But TJ Hawkinson, if you're looking at um, sort of rookie tight ends, I know he was obviously injured, didn't show much last year, but was obviously being touted as you know the next big tight end prospect was there any sort of consideration there or was it just he didn't show you enough in year one to to warrant being taken there i think tj hookinson had one good game last year and that was it wasn't it yeah week one or week two <laughs> after that, he was injured for most of them when he came back he didn't get higher than 50 yards i think or 60 yards so i it was an option but i just like fact better I mean, uh, rookie court, well, not a rookie quarterback next year. And there aren't many receiving options after Portland Sutton, so I thought Fan could potentially be the second option there. I think with uh, Hawkinson, he's one of the sort of perfect examples of a hold player because if you trade him, you're not going to get great value. If you're trading for him, it's going to be hard to find a buyer, who, you know, sorry, a seller who can sell at the price that you want to pay given his inconsistent season. So... I've got high hopes for Hawkinson. I own him in a couple of leagues, but it's very hard to find that buyer and seller sort of price match at the mm. moment. Uh, cool. Thanks for that, Kush. Uh, Paul, uh, you've started with Barkley, Mike Evans, and Julio. Who's your next pick? So this is my team where I wasn't focusing on quarterbacks, but I still couldn't help myself, so I took Wentz here. <laughs> I mean, we've had nine quarterbacks go... Up until this point, not including the 101. Um, Carson Wentz was the 10th best quarterback last year. And you go down three more quarterbacks after him. 
the performance drops off quite dramatically. Uh, I I think yeah, you do need you do need one at some point. Um, I think he was the best available, and I felt like I needed yeah needed one for this team. Quite frankly, yeah. I mean, an interesting point on if you look at the scoring, Carson Wentz was the tenth best quarterback. You can compare him to um, Chris Godwin. They got the same points last year. Yeah, I, I really like the pick here, considering you didn't have a quarterback. Um, and I'd much rather have Carson Wentz over somebody like a Jimmy G or even a Matt Ryan uh, or Sam Darnold or somebody like that. So um, the, I, I really the like the performance is much better as well. It's just that it's just that the the high scoring. It's uh, I keep going on about it, but it, it really is so um, so standout. He was the 18th high scorer last year. And he's, he's you know, marginally above Julio. Yeah, I think the questions for Wentz are, and we've seen it every year almost now, is the durability, um, you know, and whether he can stay fit. But if he does, then he provides a very good uh, fantasy floor. You I know, think as long as we pick up another wide receiver in the draft or a wide receiver from anywhere, because I think at the end of last year we had Greg Ward as our number one wide receiver. Mm-hmm. Uh, he should be okay. Uh, Jeffrey's obviously got his issues with the team and vice versa with him. So we do need a receiver. If we don't get that receiver, I think Wentz could be in for a bad year this year. Well, Jeffrey's staying this year, isn't he? Because his cap numbers basically made him impossible to trade or cut, hasn't it? Doesn't mean we're going to use him. Fair enough. <laughs> I think this sort of shows that you, know, you can wait on quarterback and then you end up starting with Barkley, Mike Evans, Julio. That's... That's a pretty awesome start. So if you can, you know, then you Carson Wentz is your your QB one, and you can pick up another one in the next round, and then Matt Ryan or uh. Well, that and that's kind of my thought. There's only six more picks. I know we haven't done them, but there's six more t- picks before my next um, quarterback. Two of the teams have got the two best quarterbacks, so there's a decent chance they pass and don't take another quarterback yet. Particularly as one of them hasn't got a tight end. Uh, I would actually probably take another quarterback in the fifth, but yeah. it depends a little bit on who else is there. You know, not not just not just for the sake of it. Yeah. Uh, and with, as you say, with Lamar Jackson, you're kind of guessing what I'll do uh, on there. But my my thinking is that I've got him as the QB one, uh, so I can wait a bit now before getting the next one, which is probably how I would have gone had we drafted more rounds. So don't, don't get me wrong; I don't I'd only be taking one of two, maybe three quarterbacks, and it'd only be Matt Ryan, uh, actually Brady, for um, for his move now, maybe Jimmy G. But outside of that, I wouldn't have been. See, for me, like there's a guy that people aren't really looking at, and you know, I'd be targeting him in sort of round five, would be um, Jared Goff. I know he had a down year last year, but he's still you know, in a great offense. Um, young, you know, he's, he's the main guy. In LA, like obviously moved on from Todd Gurley, so you know you're hoping they're going to be throwing the ball a lot more, and I expect them to bounce back. I just can't have any faith in him after the after the Super Bowl he was in. <laughs> yes, yeah. it was just so bad. It just so, makes me. I've, I really liked him until that point. I find it hard to uh, hard to want to want to pick him now. Yeah, but things, it's, it's great value if you can get him later on. So this is why I'd be happy to to wait on QB. You know, so if I'm looking at my second team without a quarterback. You still got Matt Ryan, Jared Goff, Stafford. That's who I would have Stafford, gone exactly. Matt Stafford, Kirk Cousins is still around. So you know, there's there's still enough options. You know, I know you're not getting your top top tier guys, but 
five started with Adams, Mixon, Galladay, and Ertz, and I can get you know, one of those quarterbacks as my QB one. And, I mean, even the Stafford did last year. Well, Stafford, oh, he was out for a lot, wasn't he? Mm-hmm. But when he was playing, he was he was you know, he was very good. I think even yeah. Ryan Fitzpatrick had value last year. He was a what fifteenth, sixteenth round. Yeah, well, he then, was late. And then you got uh, Ryan Tannehill as well. Obviously, was um, was fantastic once he took over the starting role there in in Tennessee. Yeah, I, I had Tannehill for years at Miami, and he's always burnt me. And now I haven't bothered with him. Who's been uh, in a, in a in a league where I had five quarterbacks? This is the only quarterback I didn't take. <laughs> but you do have these weird things, you know. Look at um, India, Indiana last year. No one expected that. <laughs> um, Fair enough. It, but it, it can you can have you, the, the, when when anyone yeah. who had Andrew Luck probably had him in the first round in a superflex last year. Certainly by the second round you had Luck. And okay, I know that can happen with any players, but it's very hard to replace a quarterback. Probably more so than anyone. Yeah, especially in the superflex. I only yeah, I mean superflex. Yeah. Okay, so rounding off the last few picks, then. Uh, so my team one, I started with Lamar and Mark Andrews, at Miles Sanders. Th- this was a really tough one for me because I was thinking, do I go receiver? I don't have one yet. But the reason I didn't go receiver is because I think in that next tier, there's a lot of players who have similar value. I'm talking, you know, DJ Shark, uh, Chark, talking Adam Thielen, uh, Keenan Allen, Stefan Diggs, all of the wide receivers at the Rams. So Cooks, Gurley, uh, sorry, not Gurley, Cup and Woods. So I thought I'll get opportunities to get a, a receiver um, or even Tyler Lockett, which is why I went Austin Eckler, somebody we've discussed on all, all our episodes today. I think with Gordon gone now, Eckler's could just be an absolute fantasy beast. And I'm loving that start, looking at Jackson, Andrews, and Sanders. I think in the PPR league, as we've got, I went Eckler because I didn't fancy... Well, I just think that there's a lot of options available at receiver, but running backs were running thin. Uh, And I fancy Eckler over somebody like a Kenyon Drake or even fantasy gods of yesteryear, like uh, Todd Gurley or Le'Veon Bell carry on i did consider but he's had a bit of injury concern so i i was loving picking up eckler um you know at the top of the fourth round i want any any challenge around that or any i questions? think eckler's is a good pick but i do think that justin jackson's gonna get more carries this year because when he did play last year he was solid it'd be interesting whether whether he can hold up as the team sort of um, lead rusher or anything. But I think we, we, we've covered it as well. We said, you know, Eckler's got that PPR floor. You know, he's, he's fantastic. And even when Melvin Gordon came back into that team, Eckler still had value, you know. So as much as Justin Jackson may get more work, you know, he's going to get the work that Melvin Gordon's vacated. So, you know. Yeah, it'll be like... I, 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 I love that pick of Austin Eckler. If I can get him in the fourth round, absolutely all day long. Yeah. Okay, uh, last two picks then. So, Chiggs, you started with Mahomes, Amari, and AJ Brown. How do you want your fourth round? And it's almost the converse of what you were saying. Obviously, I'm looking at zero RB here because I actually think there's a lot of RB depth I can pick up in the next sort of few rounds in, as you say, um, Todd Gurley, on Johnson, Lev Bell, Mark Ingram, um, Kenyon Drake. You know, So, I'm going to sort of stick to you know picking 
wide receivers and good young talented wide receivers um and someone i thought you know really came you know showed a lot last year uh debo samuel um started off the season slow but you know really grew into it and really looks like a top player um you know so now i've got like a really really good young wide receiving core there and i can sort of fill my um fill my wire running backs later on you know, given that i've already got my quarterback sorted in my homes and was Debo the pick here ahead of, say, somebody like a, a Diggs or an Allen Robinson or a Chark because you're more confident in the QB there? Or what was the thinking behind Yeah, Debo? I mean, honestly, it was a toss-up between um, Debo and Diggs here. You know, this, this is the debate I had when I was making the pick. And I just think the, you know, I've seen Debo do it in that offense. Um, and also partly as well. Again, it's, it's not massively, but an age thing as well, right? He's, you know, he's one season in. So if I ever look to trade Debo, I could probably get slightly more value because of he's, he's a younger receiver. It's always good to be loved by Kyle Shanahan as well. <laughs> I, I mean, my worry about Debo is that Sanders was there last year, not to mention it's a run-heavy offense. It is, but he's you know in run run heavy offense. He was still, I think you know from looking at week eight onwards, he finished. He would have finished as the wide receiver eight or nine. You know, he he had great PPR value. You know, he's 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 involved in all sort of facets of the game there, and he showed yeah he had value. um, You know, in in the Super Bowl and stuff as well. Like you know, he, he put up some good numbers. Yeah, I, I like the pick of Debo. I said it's we're in that territory now where the, it could be one of numerous players, but uh, very rare that you see receivers doing it in year one. So Debo could be a dynasty asset for many, many, many years to come. Right, final pick then of round four, Byron. You started with CMC, Juju, and Derek Henry. How have you yep. gone next? Yep, so full disclosure here, on the 4-5 turn, I would have taken a quarterback with one of these two picks. But because I wanted to highlight Alan Robinson, that's who I've put in the end of round four. Um, the guy's so underrated. I mean, he was a wide receiver one last year in most scoring formats. And I understand what you were saying before with Debo and having Jimmy G throwing to him. You've got to remember, Alan Robinson's never had a good quarterback and still puts up big numbers. So he doesn't need hey, a good excuse quarterback. Excuse me. What what are you saying about Blake Bortles? Uh, who's he playing for? Who's he starting for nowadays? His I mean, family yeah, team. This is the thing. He's had a wide receiver one season with Blake Bortles, and is it a wide receiver one stroke two season with Mitch Trubisky? It's it's the other way around. He had a wide receiver one two with Blake Bortles and a wide receiver one season with Mitch Trubisky, which <laughs> is which is pretty impressive in my book. So. Uh, I think I think the guy's great value at this point, and he's had a he had a season and a bit where he had injuries, but I think he's back to normal now, and I think he's just great value going forward. Okay, well, gents, thanks for that. We will post uh, the results of the four round draft on our uh, Instagram and our Facebook as well. If you do want to review back as to who we've picked and how we've gone, uh, said so many many players that we haven't picked, but you know probably would have gone in the next round or two um so thanks for listening uh, this was episode four
So it's uh, Amir signing off. Goodbye from me. Chigs. See you later, guys. Paul. Have a good evening, all. Thank you, Mo. Uh, Take care, guys. And from our guest, Kush. Thanks for joining, Kush. Thanks for having me. And last but not least, Byron. It's been a pleasure, guys. Thanks for joining, guys, and we'll see you soon.